When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. On this week's episode, we will be covering coronavirus and its effect on sports here in Michigan. Uh, How have the players and coaches responded? What should they expect in the coming weeks and months? There are no games to cover, but we're still talking Michigan sports here on the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Well, guys, first of all, how how are you two? How are you feeling health-wise? We'll, we'll start with Aaron, and I say that because we're not sitting in the same room uh, like we, we normally are. We have uh, self-quarantine, social distancing, uh, so we're doing this through a, through a video chat, so have to be a little more... Uh, you know, kind of strict with how we, how we approach, uh, who talks, but yeah, we'll start with Aaron, you know, how, how you feeling? I'm good. I feel healthy. I'm good. I mean, I feel fine. I mean, I've gone out a couple times the last few days, um, but I've definitely, you know, practiced the whole social distancing thing, kind of avoid as many people as possible. But no, but no, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I can't say I, uh, have done the same <laughs> during this, this time. I, mean, I was, did just get back from a bachelor party on Saturday um in new orleans so uh, but since then i have definitely self-quarantined myself uh, i've been a little achy but i mean not a any crazy coughs or fever or anything like that so we're just wondering what's going to be happening over these next few months that's for sure yeah well if there was one person that has caused us to do this thing through facetime it's you ryan let's be honest yeah <laughs> yeah um, but it's crazy. It's crazy. The last time that we recorded this podcast was uh, last Wednesday, uh, right before I hit the road to go with Kyle Austin and, and Mike Maholland to Indianapolis for the Big Ten men's basketball tournament. And I just think about the conversation I had with you guys um, when we did touch on coronavirus and its effect on, you know, postseason play and basketball and, and things like that. And my conversation on the road with those guys going there, and then the conversation on the road back 24 hours later, it was just, it was night and day. Um, that Wednesday was was surreal to see what was unfolding in the NBA, um, and then fully expected to wake up that Thursday morning and hear that the Big Ten tournament was canceled, but did not hear anything, went to the arena, we were told that it was going to be very limited fans. You know, each player had like two, you know, two of his parents say could come and same with coaches. There were none um, later found out that they were being denied at the door. So clearly they were already kind of tipped off that this thing wasn't happening, but the players weren't and uh, media wasn't. So they're out there for warmups, uh, 17 minutes to go. Uh, 
11.43 a.m. Um, the players are told to leave the court, and we're like, what is going on here? And I recognize a referee, Bo Borowski, walking off the court, too. And I go, Bo. And he turns to me. He's like, yeah. I'm like, you guys just told it got canceled? And he's like, uh. He probably realizes he doesn't know who that guy am. And he's like, uh, we weren't told anything yet. I'm like, all right. So sure enough, though, we then they then make an announcement that it has been canceled. Um yeah, just you know, again, minutes before before tip off to start the action on Thursday after they played games on Wednesday night with fans. So just kind of dramatic turnaround. Um and yeah, the whole the whole sports world rocked. Um, you know, uh interested in hearing your guys' takes. Obviously you were in different places and not covering anything, but just as far as uh yeah, your kind of reaction to how things changed over those those first really those twenty four hours there. It was, I will say this, it's been a long six or seven days. It feels like it's, it's been like a month just because every day there's been, feels like it's been something new. Um, it, you know, when it came to that, that day of cancellation, I guess I wasn't shocked just because of the way things were trending. Um, you saw the night before with the NBA, you saw everything going on. It was, so it didn't surprise me. Um, I was a little disappointed because I had me, meandered down to MGM Grand Detroit that morning to place a few bets in the tournament. I was sitting with, I think, $150 in betting slips, waiting to see how this first day would would, would go. Uh, and then the games weren't played, so I had to go back and get my uh, refund. But it was it was a crazy 24 hours, I think, that's for sure. Yeah, just how quickly everything transpired. I mean, I, I was uh, obviously in New Orleans on, on Thursday, and I mean, we're just every two seconds, someone in our group would be like, oh, Oh, this is canceled. Oh, this is canceled now. Oh my, there's no no NCAA tournament now, and it's just like at the time you're like, all right, like what, <laughs> like what, what's going to happen for these next few months? But I try to stay away from social media as much as possible while I was down there. But it was really tough to do with when every two seconds there's more cancellations coming up and and more guidelines from schools and um, health departments, and it just yeah this. This week has just been crazy. I've never, never envisioned experiencing anything like this in my lifetime. And sure, here we are, quarantined and doing a podcast over Skype. So that, I who knows what's in the next? The, the day that the Big Ten canceled, it, it was pretty wild to see. You know, you saw several, it was like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. So one, one conference canceled, then another, then another. And I think the final one left standing was the Big E. <laughs> yes. And there was a game in play, like they were playing it. MSG, I think it was in New York. Yes, all this news was coming down, and I think that game went. In, I can't remember who was playing, but that game went into halftime. Yep. And the Big East had announced they were canceling the tournament, but the team still went out there and finished the game anyway. Um, but it was it was wild just to see you know, all the news kind of came down within a matter of you know, an hour or two, really. Yeah. No. I've- Absolutely. I mean, yes, there's Creighton and St. John's are out there. Like, w- what are you doing? Like, this is really not necessary. Yeah. yeah, it's wild to go back a couple of weeks ago when I mean there was rumors of maybe thing, fans not being allowed into games or possibilities of sports being canceled, and uh, myself included thought that seems a little bit premature. And now looking back, it's like you almost wish they would have done it sooner just to kind of contain this a little bit better. Absolutely, the Ivy League looks uh, looks pretty smart, and um, you know all those coaches and players that were complaining, and I don't blame them. Um, look i'm sure they kind of regret some of their comments because once they see okay the whole thing's canceled they were they were upset about not having a shot to play in the ncaa tournament well there is no ncaa tournament and you know as far as on that just uh kind of to close the book on, on this on this 
chapter, I guess, or, or anyway, close this chapter would be the delay, delaying it versus canceling it. And, you know, I have a story up on MLive.com now. It's from Mark Emmert's conversation uh, with ESPN as far as it just wasn't feasible to try to 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 delay this thing, postpone it. You got seniors that are that are graduating, moving on to the professional ranks, campuses that are going to be closed, even if forget the coronavirus, you know, Michigan, for example, is done towards the end of April. Um, and, and they just, they just didn't feel like it was safe to be able to test. They initially thought they might be able to test every, every participating team. If they, they went to a 16 team event, um, quickly realized that wasn't really possible or a good use of resources. So, um, yeah, this was the right move. Um, I think, you know, if we can probably a good way to organize this is to go kind of sport by sport, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, season by season. So let's start with the one right now, winner, as we see uh, the the sports that we cover here on this podcast are basketball and hockey. We talked about basketball They're They're canceled. Same thing with hockey, Ryan. Yes. I mean, this is, this is everything. It's winter and spring sports. We'll get to those, but you know, the hockey team was uh, as we talked about last week in the middle of a, a big 10 tournament run. Yeah. And that, that uh, big 10 hockey game was actually one of the f- uh, last uh, tournaments did get canceled. The big 10 canceled the basketball tournament before the, they announced that the, the hockey tournament was going to be canceled as well. Um, so it was kind of, uh, you're like, there's no, but you kind of knew there's no way they're going to be able to play this game on, on Sunday because the game was scheduled for Sunday. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like you're, they're surging all the second half of the year, similar to, to like they did a couple of years ago when they made it to the frozen four. And then all of a sudden, like uh, they did have some, some big time seniors on their team this year and they're, they're, careers are over and probably going to sign some pro contracts now, but they didn't get a, a shot at one last tournament, uh, NCAA tournament or big 10 title that they were hoping for. You know, things kept again by the hour, they started changing, but you know, when there was no fans and then the Ohio governor, cause that's where Michigan would have played right in Ohio. Yes. In Ohio. Well, um, yeah. yeah. You know, Ohio governor saying, you know, no, no indoor sporting events, you know, or whatever. Then I was like, well, shoot, they couldn't play hockey outside. Maybe that's what this will come to. And then quickly it was like, all right, they don't want gatherings of X amount of people, period. Uh, th- this thing isn't going to work, but, um, yeah, so that's it for those, for those athletes. And there is talk to get the seniors, um, you know, there, there has been talk I've heard about, you know, should the seniors be able to get another crack at it and listen, I feel bad for, you know, the Xavier Simpsons of the world. Uh, uh, Ryan, throw out a name of a senior hockey player on Michigan, I guess, who's done. Can you help me out uh, here? Will, Will Lockwood, Jake Slaker. There you go. I feel bad for them because this was the end. But for the most part, they got to play their entire season. Many players, are, I'd say most senior athletes in basketball or hockey, did play their entire season because yeah, most, most were eliminated and weren't going to go on to the NCAA tournament. Um, so it was a very select few that actually had a few more games left. Um, you know, So uh, it's just too bad that the, the premier event was canceled. But, um, yeah, I'm not surprised that, uh, you know, that they probably won't get another year. Um, now, the spring athletes are a little different. Uh, again, the sports we cover on this podcast would be baseball and softball, but there's plenty more. Um, those seasons are canceled too, and they really were just getting started. I mean, you look at the baseball team; I think they were like 15 games in. They played yep, they they played what 50 something games last year or more. I mean, they they played a lot of games last year because they went all the way. Uh, you know that I understand. You know, granting some sort of relief for those athletes to come back if they want to. Probably have to amend the scholarship numbers so that you know you're not. Uh, prohibiting freshmen from coming in but uh yeah that's too bad for the baseball and softball players 
Yeah, and what is interesting as well is, I mean, some of these juniors had a chance to go to the MLB draft, too. Like, they were highly touted prospects. And now it's almost like, all right, so what's going to happen? Are, do they Have they shown enough film this year to maybe continue to go into the MLB draft? Or will that make them stay another year and maybe take another spot from another person as well? It's just it's the, the situation. It affects more than 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 you think. And it's like, all right, what's what's next for – for some of these athletes that even can are seniors or that they can leave early and enter a draft at this point. Um, what's going to happen in the next few months and how that uh, trans transpires. That's a good point. And it's not like the professional teams have been immune from this. So their seasons are all on hiatus as far as, you know, uh, pre-draft workouts, combines, the draft itself. And then of course, of course the seasons. Yeah, I mean, Andrew brought up. I mean, uh, Zook brought up a good point in talking about you know what what this means for the future. Roster size is going to be increased. Is the NCAA going to allow you know teams to have more scholarship players next year as as a result of this? It's going to be interesting fallout. See what what happens here. Um, and then, of course, we move move to the fall, which you know here that that prime premier sport is football, and uh, you know again games are are several months away, but. We've already seen some fallout, of course, from coronavirus. I guess, Aaron, you can you can speak to that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, same thing with football. It's been kind of a cascading, you know, timeline here. Mm-hmm. It started last week when when Michigan first canceled its its uh, spring open practice. I guess you'd call it not spring game. They haven't formally call it that. That was originally scheduled for April eighteenth. As Michigan start as the school University of Michigan started canceling things and moving their classes online for the rest of the semester, uh, they made the, ch- the, the choice decision to, to, to cancel that open practice that was kept for April 18th at Michigan Stadium. And they went from there. You know, they canceled the pro their scheduled pro day that was going ha- was supposed to happen on Friday. And then they could cancel. And then the Big Ten came down. Well, first Michigan did. Then the Big Ten followed, basically followed suit and said that there would be no organized team activities, in other words, practice, um, through at least April 6th. Um, I suspect that's going to go longer at this point, but you know, at least for the next few weeks, uh, Michigan and, and every other team in the Big Ten, uh, as well as you know several leagues across the country, that built to practice. When it comes to the football teams, uh, Michigan was supposed to start practicing today, Tuesday, March seventeenth. Um, so they, as of right now, they have zero practices in. Now there are some schools across the country that have started practice already. I know Ohio State had started. Um, they're obviously can't, they can't practice, you know, as as of right now. Um, there's smaller schools that are almost done. I, I spoke to some folks up at Central Michigan last week. They got 10 or 15 practices in already. Um, so they were they'd gone through most of their schedule. So this is severely going to impact Michigan when it comes to a just the development and a you know them inputting the offense and the game plans and the playbooks in. Um, but we'll see. As of right now, it doesn't appear like a, I would be shocked if if Michigan will will get a spring practice in right now. As of, as of right now, though, they're, you know they're barred from practicing until April 6th. Um, I suspect the Big Ten, the NCAA, will be reevaluating those 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 dates here in the here in the coming weeks and days. Yeah, and it could have a could have a major impact on recruiting too for Michigan. I mean, their their director of recruiting, Matt Dudek, tweeted a few days ago that Michigan had to cancel over a hundred visits this spring. Um, and, and for a, a school that only has two commits in its 2021 class right now, I mean, this could be a a really big deal. I mean, last year. They had nearly all of their 2020 commits before the 2019 season started. Um, so this could be a little bit uh, worrisome, especially when you look at over at Ohio State. I mean, they already have 14 commits, including two five stars and 10, uh, 
had four stars. So, I mean, their their classes pretty much are over halfway full already, while Michigan is kind of just getting started. So we'll see. Uh, it, it could go into – they might have to do more recruiting in season now when, I mean – depends on which could depend on the record and how they fare next season too, which could sway the decision for a few of these players. So a uh, lot to, lot to look at and recruiting wise over these next few months as well. Yeah. And that 2021 class was, you know, Michigan was hoping, I mean, they obviously, they got JJ McCarthy, the quarter by the five-star quarterback to come in early. And they're hoping to get, you know, develop some momentum from that. JJ's, he's been openly helping them with recruiting. I know Michigan's chasing after that Donovan Edwards running back. Now, West Bloomfield, there was hope they can get him. There's some several other high-profile guys they're after. Um, but when you can't bring kids onto campus or you can't go visit them like, like they're unable to do at this point, uh, it's going to hurt the long term. Now, that doesn't mean they won't be out of the race with some of these kids. They're still going to be you – know, their name value speaks a lot. They still are able to text and communicate with these coaches electronically. Um, but without that face-to-face you know, um, interaction, it's going to hurt. And it's going to put more pressure on Michigan – this, this summer and fall to perform on the football field. And I think Zook was kind of alluding to, you know, they're going to have to, obviously, when recruiting picks up, they're going to have to get back into that race, but then they might have to win some games as well this fall and, and be successful on the football field. Otherwise, they risk losing some of that momentum they thought they were going to get with, with, with McCarthy's uh, commitment. Yeah, and that was that was in May of 2019, too, and they haven't gotten anyone in that class since. So as, as hard as he's trying to recruit some of these other guys, it hasn't necessarily led to uh, two more commitments at this time. The good news is they are making making the cut for a lot of these top uncommitted prospects. I mean, the top top two ranked tight end in in the class, Thomas Vidone, uh just put Michigan in his top six yesterday. Um, as did four star wide receiver from Kentucky, Decal Crowdis, and a five star running back, Travion Henderson, uh, who's a, a top twenty player overall in the twenty twenty one class. So I mean they're still in it. I mean, obviously it's not, I wouldn't say mission's the front runner for any of those um, from, from what I've heard and, and what I've read. Um, but just, I mean, they're still in the running for some of these guys. So it's, it's too early to panic yet on the recruiting trail, but it is something to pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, certainly the, the lack of a face to face interaction has hurt this podcast, I think. So I understand why it would in recruiting as well. And to be clear to listeners, um, you know, this is an NCAA-wide mandate about recruiting. It's basically shut down, which was necessary. There was a, there was a, I don't know if it was a full day, but there was a period of time there last last week where you know it was kind of a conference by conference thing. Like the Big Ten was one of the first to say we're not we're not doing this, and it was like, okay, well, this doesn't seem necessarily fair. If other schools sure. are like, yeah, sure, we don't mind, but eventually the NCAA stepped in and, and shut it all down, which is not surprising. Um, yeah, I- because I can assure you, if the NCAA didn't step in, there would have been some assistant coaches that would not have cared, and they would have been recruiting their butts off as much as possible, no matter what. Some yep. schools would have continued, and you know, and, and then it creates an unfair advantage. So it's probably, it was probably best that the, uh, the NCAA made that call. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've also heard from plenty of, plenty of friends, family, readers, just wondering. Okay, you know, they say, what, "What? So what are you doing? You know, what's you're a sports writer, and there are no sports. What is, what's exactly your job looking like these next few?" week so and i also know that people look at sports as a diversion entertainment fun um you know we can't bring march madness back but we have we do have you know a hypothetical bracket out there of what it could have looked like and you can vote and you know kind of imagine what the matchups would have been like to me 
that might not be half the fun, but it was like a good percentage of the fun of March Madness was that those days between Selection Sunday and the game starting on Thursday where, you know, anything was possible and you had a perfect bracket until proven wrong, often one of the by like two o'clock on uh, Thursday. But um, and it was, you know, just fun to kind of think about. Um, you know, all the, all the potential upsets and things like that. So, um, yeah, we've, we've got that. I'll also, I can tell people, you know, there's probably going to be a little more historical angle to some of the stories looking back on, you know, for me, previous tournament runs for Michigan basketball. And then I guess some hypothetical stuff looking forward to, okay, what's Michigan's, uh, you know, roster going to look like next year with, with these, you know, potentially five, six freshmen coming in. Um, will they bring in any transfers? Will they lose any players to transfers? Um, I'm not going to pretend that uh, we, the media, and therefore you, the, the you know, reading public, wasn't hurt by the fact that there was no postseason because that is when Michigan opens its locker rooms. Uh, the NCAA forces them to. Uh, and, you know, you can talk to some of these players that we don't get for much of the season, kind of ask where they're, what they're thinking, you know, how they felt their season went. Um, you know, you get assistant coaches for more time. So I'm not complaining about this. I'm just saying it's a fact that it's going to make, you know, kind of speculating. I've heard people ask, oh, you know, what do you think about Colin Castleton, Adrian Nunez, you know, Cole Badgham? Are they leaning towards transferring? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in weeks and months and, uh, you know, didn't get that chance to do so this month. Um, you know, I guess I'll say this, like, there's no reason you'd want to lose Badjima as a freshman, um, or Castleton, a sophomore who I think has just a lot of untapped potential, not throwing Adrian Nunez under the bus, but two years in the program, we've kind of seen what he can do when it's on the floor. And, um, I think he's been, kind of uh, over recruited in a way they, they've brought they're starting to bring in some players that will push him further and further down the depth chart so uh it doesn't take a mathematician to look at the numbers on michigan scholarship chart and say somebody's leaving because you only got two seniors going out and you've got five freshmen coming in um like you know the, the numbers aren't exactly gonna gonna work they were you know a couple couple under the scholarship limit this year so they could always take on a couple extra but not as many as they're looking to bring in especially since they're you know connected just this week to a couple of high you know players from harvard who might be thinking about michigan so um yeah it's something something to look at so i don't know if either you guys want to you know necessarily have to tip your hand you know to to any of our competitors who might be listening about what stories to expect coming down the pipe but I think readers might like some insight into, you know, kind of, you know, why it's still worth coming to MLive.com slash Wolverines um, other than, you know, just for coronavirus coverage. Yeah, there's still some some avenues to explore. You know, I feel like this whole offseason, I've hit almost every position group on the Michigan football team. But there is some contract stuff. Uh, some some assistance are due. Uh, some retention bonuses here next month. I'll have a story up later this week. Uh, mailbag comes back Friday. Um, and then there's a couple stories out there in the re- last couple of days that I think readers might enjoy reading or just enjoy the content in general. Um, you know, earlier I mentioned that Michigan uh, canceled its pro day on Friday. Well, a couple of Michigan football players decided to throw their own pro day, so to speak, uh, in, on Friday in Ohio, uh, that being quarterback Shea Patterson, uh, wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then tight end Sean McCune. Um, they, they were... Um, they're, they're joined by Buck West as well, a walk-on receiver who just completed his senior season at Michigan as well. So the four of them decided to trudge down to Ohio on Friday. Uh, they worked off for about an hour, hour and a half in Rossford, Ohio, in an, an outdoor or an, excuse me, an indoor athletic complex. The event was kind of you know put together pretty quickly by Shea and his agent. 
Um, it was not they, they wanted the Shane opportunity to throw the football in, in front of a camera. Uh, People's Jones made a couple of nice, nice catches, and McKinney got got some work as well. I mean, it, it, the pro day was going to be so huge for some of these guys, these Michigan players. Now, granted, the ones that excelled, you know, the calm mind didn't necessarily need it. Guys like maybe a People's Jones, but the same token, you know, Shea I think needs all the all the help he can get at this point from from a draft stocks perspective. Um, and there are two guys that, that haven't been talked about a lot that really would have benefited. Um, from Pro Day last Friday, and Michael Dana and Jordy Glasgow, and I think that I brought that up last week mm-hmm. on the podcast. You know, they, they weren't invited to the combine, so they've gotten limited exposure for just in front of agents and scouts. They both were, they both played the East West Shrine game in Florida back in January, so they did talk to I think a handful of NFL teams, but not everyone was there. And you don't get you don't get the same type of exposure as you would at the combine. So Pro Day would have been big for them just to, from a testing perspective. Uh, but anyway, but the story I got two stories up there. I think at a ninety second video, I took a Shea Patterson. Um, throwing the football it, it, it was weird going there because michigan football does not open the doors to practice to the media so we never see these guys you know you know kind of a you know different atmosphere other, other than playing the game you know so it was it was nice to see they were all of them were chatty they talked to the media afterwards um you know you got to clo- up close and personal with shay hopefully not too close and personal okay in this no, time of social no. distancing but see, that shows how much changed. I mean, would that have, would that happen tomorrow? You know, if they decided. I don't know. It, you know. it was because Friday. Yeah, it was Friday morning. It happened, and, and that was the time when all that stuff was starting to come down, and we were wondering if is this thing going to be canceled? Or yeah. Not? And, but we all showed up, and they were there. There were no NFL scouts in attendance. They limited the number of people who could come in. The, the public wasn't invited, um, but they, they did their best to kind of you know separate everyone. So. Gotcha. So the thought was they'd almost film it themselves. I mean, some they probably had their own cameras set up and yeah, just yeah, they had several cameras set up. Um, they were gonna, the plan, as far as I was told, was they were, they were going to distribute it to all the NFL scouts and NFL teams. Because keep in mind, at this point on Friday, uh, many NFL teams are starting to take their scouts off the road. Yeah. Um, so they were starting to attend pro days. At that point, the coronavirus outbreak was starting to grow, and they were pulling them off. So I, I don't, I don't think Shay's agent expected you know much attention from the NFL, but they wanted to go through it anyway put some stuff on film and send it out you know the, the worst thing you can do is it help them right right so, so yeah all that's online on live.com slash things we'll have more this week uh hopefully more next week and then at some point hopefully we get an idea of what's uh you know what's going to happen here with practice and then the, it sounds like the nfl uh draft is still on april 23rd to the 25th doesn't sound like it's going to be in las vegas there will be no public events the nfl came out monday and said uh, but it sounds like the draft's going to go as is. So we'll have, uh, obviously, draft profiles and more draft coverage as, as, it, as it gets closer, about a, about a month away now. And, of course, people can still receive your uh, your text messages through the, um, through the Wolverine Confidential um, you know, subtext service. I've been, I'm a subscriber, so I've been, I've been getting them. Um, and uh, I'll share that number because I got it in front of me this time. That's 734-215-6605. That's 734-215-6605. Just shoot a text from your phone uh, to that number and it'll, it'll, uh, our robot uh, secretary will take it from there and can connect you with Aaron. Um, and he'll, he'll start, you know, he'll send you, send you, sending you these, you know, daily. I feel like they're, um, you know, just the right number. I don't feel overwhelmed by them or annoyed. Um, but I'm also not like, Hey, you know, I haven't heard from Aaron in a while. So, um, now will that start to slow in these next few weeks when we really are struggling to find stuff perhaps, but uh, I don't think you've done a good job so far. 
Yeah, we're still got rolling. Uh, I think we're nearing the nearing the end, but I'm still rolling through the. Their, uh, my opinion, eight more more interesting players to keep an eye on this spring, just in terms of position groups. That list is is gone only to tech subscribers exclusively at this point. Um, once I finish, it'll go on them live. But they're getting it first, and it's it's something interesting. I think uh, that readers and listeners and fans can kind of you know think about going in, going into practice when and if that ever comes to fruition. Ryan, you got anything to add? I don't want our listeners to think the worst of you here over these. Yeah, things. I thought I thought I was about to, you know, get cut off this podcast for a few minutes there. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, there there will still be re- some recruiting stories moving forward, and um, might look into some more concussion stuff too. Uh, been kind of getting started on a, a little project in, in that regard, and um, there there should be some uh, some of Michigan's hockey players signing pro contracts. Um, coming up here so i mean there'll be there'll be stuff to come up it won't be as hectic as if there was a bunch of sports still going on but there'll be stuff down coming down the pike for sure sounds yeah, good a good story up today on uh not to give you too much publicity but it's on mlive.com slash wolverine the story on joy velasquez who's he's on the football team as was is i don't know what i'm <laughs> going to say now it's on the baseball team as well so check that out too yeah he was he was Started to come on as a as a as a baseball player too. He had started the last two games for, for for Michigan in the outfield, and then all of a sudden, I sat down with him last week, figuring I was going to write this story and see. And sure enough, I kind of had to mention that oh yeah, the season has been canceled, <laughs> but uh, he also was on ascending up the depth chart as uh, as we speak. So, but yeah, there will definitely be some, some more stories coming down the pike. Sounds good. Well, we'll we'll still be here for you listeners uh, each week. That's the plan um, going forward, even if we have to do it remotely. Um, so we uh, appreciate your patience and thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.